0: This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. This episode of Harry Potter and the Boys is brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon and the 20th Century Boy podcast. Head to patreon.com slash radiomike and for as little as a dollar a month, get a bonus podcast every week. And search 20th Century Boy on your favourite podcast app to hear more from me every week. 50 years after the final Harry Potter book, Harry Potter is now headmaster of Hogwarts, ready to usher in a brand new generation of witches and wizards. My name's Mike mike and i love harry potter in fact i love harry potter so much that when i was a kid i wrote a series of seven harry potter fan fiction novels this is book two in that series welcome to harry potter and the team wizard tournament Everyone, Welcome to an Owlpost Post edition of Harry Potter and the Boys. These are uh, news kind of update uh, episodes of Harry Potter and the Boys. It is so, so good to be back doing book two of Harry Potter and the Boys, Harry Potter and the Team Wizard Tournament. It has been so fun um, sitting down with Sam and recording these, and I appreciate everybody who has reached out and uh, gotten in touch about uh, the book and what they think and how they've been enjoying it. Uh, So thank you so much. I will do obligatory plugs up the top. If you like what I do, patreon.com slash radiomike, little as a dollar a month. If you think this podcast is worth $12 a year, jump on the Patreon. Every dollar counts, really helps us. And of course, um, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify So I would love for people, if they can, to, uh, if you listen on Spotify or even if you don't, but you use Spotify for music, go onto the Harry Potter and the Boys page and, uh, yeah, just give it a five-star review. If you can, that would really help it out and also makes us look really good, which is awesome. Um, And, uh, yeah, check out my other pod, 20th Century Boy. If you want to hear more of me every week, you can, of course, do that. Guys, ah, oh, I'm i so glad to be back. As I said, it's been so, so funny. These first two chapters, um, Voldemort's last fart. And of course, the chapter that just sets things up a bit. Uh, got our first correspondence, of course, from Amy, the official correspondent of the podcast, who was stuck around. We've lost, it feels like we've lost the other Amy, the other Amy, who was the foreign correspondent, but original Amy has stuck stuck through us. Um, I'm so happy. Hi, Mike. I'm so happy the pod is back for a new book. I'm feeling very smug about the Lockie and Gemini Jones evil twin theory, um, which of course seems to be a developing plot that was hinted at in the first book and uh, eventually came uh, or seems to be developing in this in this book. One of the best things about Harry Potter and the boys is how the characters are aware of the books. I reckon when the team wizard tournament is announced, one of the boys will will say, wait, shouldn't this happen in book four and have some sort of conversation with the narrator? Looking forward to seeing what happens next. Cheers, Amy, official correspondent of Harry Potter and the boys. Thank you so much, Amy, for always sticking by the podcast uh, and uh, giving us. Amazing feedback on the podcast as well. Over in the Radio Mike Discord, which you are more than welcome to join. Just send me a message on Instagram radio.mic if you want to jump into the Discord and uh, communicate with other listeners of this podcast on a bunch of different topics. Uh we have a thread that is specifically for Harry Potter and the boys discussion. Um, and at the moment, we got a really we got some really good feedback from uh Bort, who listens to both of my podcasts, he said, loved it. Uh, I think both things can be true about J.K. Rowling having not planned the Horcruxes because I believe in the first ep, Sam and I talked about how the Professor Quirrell possession thing at the end of Philosopher's Stone is a little bit ambiguous. As it, as where, I said I wasn't sure if she had fully planned what was going to happen by the end of the series at that point, because it didn't really fit with the Horcruxes thing. But anyway... She could have not planned it, but made it vague enough to fill in later smoothly. Like the story is that whatever was left of Voldemort was rumored to be wherever Quirrell was off visiting and he was trying to track it down, which was Albania, I believe. And I think that Professor, Quirrell's, Pr- Professor Quirrell was possessed by the, the, the original soul fragment of Voldemort that wasn't a Horcrux, like the leftover wandering soul fragment. The way it seems to make sense... Oh, well, this is what Ganonboard actually says. The way it seems to make sense is that whatever form Voldemort's Fragment of Soul was taking was probably similar to the other Horcruxes, but it didn't have a vessel. So it either warps Krill's mind or convinces him to give up the back of his head for power. He then returns to that form when Krill dies. I agree with that. Apparently, Wormtail mixes a potion of unicorn blood and Nagini's poison to make the baby body, which would also tie into him drinking unicorn blood in the first book. That's a good explanation very excited for the pod to be back. Still love the consistency of you guys to call the next sentence and paragraph as you're riffing off the current one. Awesome. Scooter says, I absolutely loved chapter one, big time awesome. And Radio Christina, who also listens to both of my podcasts, says, holy moly, the second book is just absolute chaos and we are only two chapters in. Also to answer the signing boobs question, because we talked about at the end of chapter two, um, a character signed another character's boobs. And I was asking, what is the appeal of a boob signage? Is it a sexual thing or is it a funny thing? still would would enjoy feedback on this because I don't understand it. Um, but Christina says, a, a friend of mine has has had hers signed by a comedian a couple times. Um, well, that that's pretty much it. She's had a friend who's had her boob signed by a comedian because oh, because Sam and I were saying, do comedians sign girls' boobs? Or is that more like a rock star kind of thing? But anyway, uh, got one in from Claire. Claire said, Mike, how do I become a guest on Harry Potter and the Boys, a.k.a. my new favourite podcast? Uh, message from Love You, Thank you very much, Claire. Um, he, he said, hey, Mike, did you ever play the Harry Potter trading Potter. card game? No, I didn't. Having a lull at all the ways they've drawn Hermione. So there's various... Hermione-based cards in the Harry Potter trading card game. If you've played it, let me know. Love a good card game. And Hermione looks exceptionally different in every photo. Well, not photo, they're they're drawing. It's original artwork. It doesn't... I guess it is an official game because it's got the Warner Brothers copyright down the bottom. But, like, you know, Hermione looks extremely different in every one. So that's a funny thing for us to to just bring up in this. I I guess that's what this podcast is all about. Um, I talked over on my other podcast, 20th Century Boy, this week about how I have been reading the uh, Lord of the Rings books for the first time, and uh, I made the call that I think the Harry Potter books are much better written. Like, they're just better written, easier to follow books. I acknowledge that Lord of the Rings was written for a older demographic, for sure. Like, the the um, the Harry Potter books are written for kids, and... Uh, The Hobbit, which was the prequel to The Lord of the Rings, which came out first, was actually a children's book. So it would be interesting. I might read The Hobbit after I finish The Lord of the Rings trilogy um, because maybe that'll read more like a Harry Potter book. But The Lord of the Rings, so dense, so unnecessarily dense because I feel like, here's an interesting little tidbit. I feel like the three, for me at least, the three biggest fantasy book series in terms of their legacy would have to be Lord of the Rings, followed by Harry Potter, followed by the Chronicles of Narnia. Um I've read most of the Chronicles of Narnia. They're all quite short. They're not I don't think they're they're too good. Um and the Christian allegories uh I I don't like of for obvious reasons. But um yeah, I think Obviously, The Lord of the Rings was such a, a founding spot or like a, a gener- an ideas generator or, or like an influencer or a catalyst for the rest of what high fantasy would become. And Harry Potter isn't, I guess, high fan. Well, I guess it is high fantasy. I don't know. I don't know what the distinguisher is. But, yeah, I found it um really interesting to read The Lord of the Rings, which is very different to Harry Potter. I've never seen the movies. I will be watching um, <clears throat> the first Harry Potter movie uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie, sorry, today, which will be interesting. So I might keep reporting back about that here on Outpost as well as over on 20th Century Boy because I think it is interesting because ha- Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings seems to incite um, a huge nerd war. um So, and, and at the moment, yeah, like I really enjoyed the story of the Lord of the Rings, but again, having 30-ish years between the publishing, the, there is a huge difference in writing style and what writing was, plus the demographic shift. Um, So that's been interesting. would love to hear if people prefer Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter. No shame in that. There is a few more little newsy updates on Harry Potter. A bunch of people sent me the thing where you say, um, hey, Siri, Lumos on your iPhone. If you say, hey, Siri, Lumos. Okay. I've turned torch on. It turns the torch on your phone on, which is an interesting little Easter egg. Some of you, if you heard that, might have heard I have the Irish woman Siri. I don't know why. I just decided which accent do I like best, and it was Irish accent. So I have I just always have Siri on my phone as the Irish Siri. But I think that's a cool, you know, for a Harry Potter reference to be encoded into the hardware of an Apple product in 2022 is a really cool Easter egg and a nod to how popular Harry Potter is. Um, As well as that, there was an update on the Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy game, which is that open world Harry Potter game that has been kind of up in the air for a very long time. It was announced back in 2020, but we've pretty much seen nothing about it. The most recent update though is that it's going to release in 2022 sometime in September which does seem kind of fitting because September is the start of the Hogwarts school year uh which I think is pretty interesting and it is coming out on pretty much every uh major console except Switch so it's coming out on um PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Xbox Series the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X so This game I'm really excited for. It does seem to be stuck in some kind of development hell. So, um, you know, hopefully it it comes out, it does end up coming out and doesn't end up getting shelved or something, which does happen a lot in the gaming industry. But I think a fully open world um, uh, Hogwarts kind of game would be so awesome for fans. And I reckon even if you're not a gamer, you'd really like it. I think... If they do it right and it's really immersive, this game could be really 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 fun um and one more thing to kind of circle back to what I was talking about before um this is interesting because recently a uh there is a I think an an Amazon original Lord of the Rings series that is coming out this year It's called the Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power now the reason I bring this up is because. I think it's really good for Harry Potter and for the Wizarding World franchise that a franchise like The Lord of the Rings is getting an original series because if something like this is very successful, which I assume it will be, Lord of the Rings is such a huge franchise which is such a such a big and strong legacy. I think it is highly likely that HBO will uh continue developing some kind of Harry Potter spin-off series. And in the past I've suggested the um Voldemort TV series or the Marauders TV origin series I think both of those would be really good ideas so You know, if they continue to expand the Wizarding World franchise the same way they're expanding Star Wars, now Lord of the Rings, and, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has heaps of Disney Plus original series, Star Wars has Mandalorian, and now they've got the Boba Fett show, and soon they'll have the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which, you know, features Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen as Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. This is really what we're seeing now with these big high concept franchises like Star Wars, like Marvel, like Lord of the Rings, these big, super profitable franchises. The idea of them is, at least to me, the the canon needs to expand into every medium. Books, movies, TV shows, games, podcast. Like, we need to make money everywhere off these franchises. And I think Marvel, Disney's doing it the best with both Marvel and Star Wars. You know, Marvel has had WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, all these new series that it's like, Okay, if you want to get the full Marvel Cinematic Universe story, not only do you have to go to the cinemas to see the movies, you also have to go and uh, sign up to Disney Plus and watch the TV shows on that. And uh, okay, we're going to put out a, a game as well that's going to have like some kind of history story element of the universe. So if you're a hardcore fan, you have to play that. I think that's what it's going to be like for these franchises moving forward. We've already got Secrets of Dumbledore and the Fantastic Beast franchise coming out um, soon. I think that comes out in April, so not long away now. And I And then of course we've got Cursed Child, that's an onstage experience. So I would be genuinely surprised if some kind of TV spin-off is not in the works that um, fans will want to see. So yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think that I think Secrets of Dumbledore has really high potential, and I think any uh, TV series also has really good potential. So I'm really crossing my fingers that the Harry Potter uh, canon continues really well. Um, But guys, I'm going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much. It's so good to be back. I love that you guys have all so keenly come back to the podcast. Please share it around, let people know about it, let people know about a funny moment. Um, and of course, uh, Sammy Garlip is on for the next uh, bunch of weeks and he's been fantastic. So uh, go and see Sam's show as well at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You'll like this one. Just go to the website, type in Sam Garlip, check it out. Uh, I saw his show last year. It's super funny. I'll be there one of the nights. So it um, would be good to see you there if you are there as well. Guys... Uh, can't wait for chapter three this week, which is uh, another really, really funny chapter that um, takes a takes a, a funny turn of something that did happen in the Chamber of Secrets. So looking forward to it, guys, and I will speak to you very, very soon. I'll see you later. Goodbye, Hamoras. This episode of Harry Potter and the Boys was brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon and the 20th Century Boy podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, get a bonus podcast every week at patreon.com slash radiomike. And search 20th Century Boy on your favourite podcast app to hear more from me every single week. See you there. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch, pod at gmail.com. <laughs>